You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom at work you're at work work. i'm uh i'm always at work uh and it is a (laughs) it's beautiful to see your faces everybody typically uh a little behind the curtain we don't uh look at each other while we while we record our rhythm we hate each other that much we hate each other (laughs) that much we're like i can't even look at them yeah that's uh, I mean it's mostly us with Pat, but like yeah, we just we do like we set separate buses, like we do like you yeah. know, like how Metallica yeah. does it, you know, because yeah. if Mars and like somebody had to share a bus, it would be real bad. Yeah, separate and, green rooms. Uh, if I had to judge, I would say uh Bob is uh, currently in uh, uh a gorilla enclosure. Mm. Uh and that's why I see Tom, the trees in the background. Tom is in the 89 Batman movie. Yes, yeah, that's actually what it is. That's that's the koi pond right there. Oh, koi, koi pond. pond! What? Right, I'm hey, sharing. That's not hardcore, my man. Wow. <laughs> Depends on you know one of the uh, the big fish in there we call bruiser, so it's it's a little bit like a pit. So, <laughs> and I'm sharing it <laughs> off with Robert Wolf. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Let's um, get to it. Thank you to our sponsors, who include. Convulse Records. Dun, 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 dun. Closed Casket Activities. Dun, dun. To Live a Lie. And Run for Cover Records. Professional vocalists. Yeah, I mean, he's a pro. Like, he gets that was so good. I love yeah, that you did the full you have to hit notes. You have to hit like Mariah Carey does the I'm holding my ear while I'm hitting this note. Pat holds his left eyeball. I don't know what's going on. He just didn't want to flex too hard on y'all. Yeah, um, so exactly today, right. today we are going to talk about uh, To Live a Lie Records, to live a lie.com. Go to to live a lie.com, click on that web store. Tom, would you say that it's true that every once in a while, your boys here on Axe to Grind identify some stuff that's hot, but is going to be even hotter, like solar hot, the surface of the sun hot, uh, soon to be. I got to say, we're pretty great prognosticators. Prognosticators of the prognosticators. Call me Uncle Phil. Um, the Caveman self-titled cassette that is in its second press is available from To Live a Lie. Uh, these are some. Uh, Bay Area folk. Uh, the Bay Area, we got to get some definitions. I want to see some like specific lines. And I know we have some listeners. Shout out to y'all who could do that for us. Sacramento is not part of the Bay Area. But like, give me some lines. I think Santa Cruz, is it Bay Area or is it a part? I think it's its own thing, but is it a part of the Bay Area? Let me hear what you guys think. I don't think so. Isn't it too it's, all, 
it's too far west i think so santa cruz is on the ocean i haven't been out there it is time. no no no. it is it is it's uh, but i think it's oh, its own west. thing um, listen i it, it's all the bay to me i i the people can be offended it's fine i listen i don't live there so whatevs but it, it's uh it's all the bay because when you it's talk all about rock metro, and roll to me it's all rock and roll to me when you talk about metro areas uh they, they just all get lumped in as people fill the gaps between them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if they're if it's not the Bay now, it will be in five years. So fuck it. True. Yeah. When the uh, the Bay Area megalopolis encloses it, you know what? It is also south and west. You're right, Tom. Santa Cruz is south. So, anyways, uh, Caveman cassette is in its second pressing. If you like, look, listen, listen. If you like hardcore, oh. you will like the Caveman tape. Full stop. Okay got to get it well, can we talk let's address that it's uh the name comes from a a strong lineage mm. right yep chromax obviously neanderthal uh, neanderthal uh <clears throat> that might be the extent of it but that's still pretty good good lineage hey uh if they can hold a candle to that pretty good so uh go get that um Obviously, a lot of other stuff on the Live Alive site, toliveali.com, but uh, Caveman, get it. If they're playing live, I know they play, started playing some shows uh, locally. Uh, go see them. I uh, really want to see this band. So check it out. On to the other sponsor we're focusing on today, Run For Cover, runforcoverrecords.com. Yo, have you guys ever looked at the front page of the Run For Cover site and it's somebody stage diving in what looks like a house or some sort of a DIY venue. Oh, let's see. This could be like a nice house. They need to clean that that return vent on the wall, though, because that's kind of grimy. Oh, but I see that. you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, this is a house that somebody's lived in. Right. So shout out to Run for Cover, stage dive for Run for Cover bands, um, including uh, our homies in Fiddlehead, uh, including the homies in Pity Sex, including all the bands, uh, including homies, the, the homies, homies in, in Citizen. Yeah. Calling the dogs, get that pre-order. Today, though, I'm focusing in, because we'll talk about Citizen next week. Let's talk about Citizen next week. The Magic Circle Record Club. Um, I think of this because I currently am a member of the Magic Circle Record Club. It's a subscription-based thing. You can do three... I think it's three releases or six releases. Um, and you always get the most limited version of the record. If you're a record collector, that's really cool. If you just like records and you're not super hot on the like, oh, I need the rarest version, blah, blah, blah. This is still cool because one takes out that like, oh, I got to order. Da, da, da. You know, you got it coming. Two, a very, very, very cool way to show support for a label that I hope, like I do, you believe in. Run for cover, Absolutely. whether every release hits for me, which it doesn't. Like I'm not going to lie about that. They have such a good hit rate that I like supporting it. And so this is a really good way to do that. Um, I'm obviously talking about Run for Cover. I'm obviously talking about theirs. So go do that. Support them. Get the magic circle. But keep this in mind with other labels and other things you support. It's... um. It's the Patreon. It's the uh, what are some of those other subscription? There's the um, OnlyFans. OnlyFans, Patrick. What's your your newsletter? That's not your OnlyFans newsletter. Substack. Substack. 
Substack. This is a model. It is the, uh, I mean, I actually listened to a whole thing talking about app-based streaming versus cable TV subscription. And that the fact that you can turn off a subscription on an app or streaming service so easily is the biggest difference versus something like cable where it was it was kind of pain in the ass to cancel cable. Like it's this For whole sure. rigmarole. But now because you have that choice as a consumer, it's a great way. And so I'm telling you, flex it both ways. You don't like something, you don't have to buy it. You can cancel it. You do like something, please support Axe to Grind at patreon.com backslash Axe to Grind. Pretty good. <laughs> but good. that's... Good. That's that's kind of the thing, and I, I mean, you guys feel that you guys understand kind of the energy. I, I love the idea of a subscription thing because I think things move so quickly mm-hmm. that like you know, like like you know, you know, if you like run for cover, their hit rate's pretty high. You know what I mean? Yes. They'd be, you know, they'd be like the 50, 40, 90 guy. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Um, and I think you know, you pay this money down, and like you're gonna get the record. You don't have to be like, oh, like. Forgot to order. That's it. Like and like you said, it's cool for like the collectors that want like the rarest of rare. Mm-hmm. But it's also cool to be like every you know whatever they're gonna put out this year, I'm gonna get a copy of. Like, that's, that's right. Rad. That's right. And it makes and, you learn uh, new things, new bands that you might not have bought. You know, like off the rip that you're like, oh, it's included in the subscription. Yep. You know, and it could be your next favorite new favorite band. You get you get early listening on it. You get bonus artwork. You get other things. And by the way, the way it breaks down, it's like for the they also have a 12 release version. By the way, this is sold out right now. You can't even get in it. So what I'm telling you is if you want it, click that notify me when back in stock. They might choose to upgrade and maybe expand it, but it's really limited. And if you can get in here, it's a better deal than ordering the records by themselves. Full stop. Yeah. And if we need something that's certainly in print, uh the the new Alex G shirt is lit. If you are an Alex G sh- fan, uh I think this is uh the best shirt that I've seen from this uh individual. So Is it the which one? The mountain shirt? Yeah, it's it's just a shirtless dog person on a on a mountain of dead dog people. So the, this is the behind connected. the scenes on this this is a uh, classic Alex G shirt that goes along with the re-release they did. So I don't think you've been able to get this Alex G shirt for a while, um, but this is a great Alex G shirt. I, I think I uh, printed several uh, hundred of these, uh, maybe maybe several thousand, to be honest. But if you haven't gotten it, I think it is the best Alex G shirt. So shout out. All right. Let's, let's Guys, get to it, boys. How you doing? How you feeling? Million, million dollars, trillion dollars. Just, just watched a, a like a Netflix thriller. I'm, I'm in the zone. Spent some time uh, with my beautiful girlfriend, and now I am with you, beautiful uh, gentlemen. So, uh, I want to talk a little hardcore. I have had uh, nobody to talk hardcore with the last few days, uh, and as you might have guessed, that uh, it's a, it's a swirling pit, a void uh, in my in life. Your life. Yeah, do you feel like a, is it like a build up for you, Patrick? Like, like you got to get that release of talking about Damn. the core. You know, honestly, uh, I talk to a lot of strangers. Uh, it, there's that. I was I hardcore, you're like, about, you look like a guy. 
That may not. No, I, no, I talked to them about mining and shit like that because that's that's what everybody out here did for a career. And I mostly talk to retirees because I go to the dog park. I was uh, gonna say these are dog park conversations, and it's not like no, you don't look at someone at at the dog park and go, "You listen to Madball?" No, nah, we don't. We don't have those conversations, but. Uh, I do talk to a lot of strangers just in the capacity of f- farting around with a dog. Uh, and th- those are all pleasant conversations. And I learn some stuff, mostly about uh, mining in the uh, uh, Western Australia, North uh, 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 Western Australia mining camps of the 1980s. I learn a lot about uh, methamphetamine abuse. Um, and, and meanwhile, Pat's talking to the guy from Midnight Oil and didn't realize it. actually uh, he's a politician now is my understanding and like kind of like a like a mainstream one which was a disappointment for everybody i think he'd be uh, super progressive like you know beds are burning uh, i mean he had my vote at beds are burning you know so so maybe like an aoc where the posture is progressive but the voting record doesn't speak to it you know i mean i think that's why he let people down how's his gq australia spread though uh, that's true. How's his uh, tax the rich uh, Met Gala uh, uh, dress? Um, anyway, wow. point is, Wait for I haven't spoken. That's my councilman, councilwoman. Yeah, whatever she is. I uh, haven't had an opportunity to talk to anybody about hardcore. I had some uh, burning issues uh, that I wanted to speak about, and uh, I, I, I'm excited to bounce them off of you, fellas. Bounce them. Let's go. Yeah, you kick it off, PK. Start us with these swirling thoughts. Set it off. That's okay. Say. All right, so uh, we don't need to talk about the, uh, the the hardcore Twitter discourse. We did that recently. Uh, it, it changes pe- so people, quickly. It changes so quickly. <clears throat> um, people are noticing that there's a vibe shift. They're not talking about the musical vibe shift. Uh, they're talking about kind of a, a cultural vibe shift. Uh, and uh, I think that that by necessity is going to come with a musical vibe shift. Uh, but we'll, I'll tell you what, everybody, we'll track that in real time. We're the Doppler radar for vibe shift and we'll see where it goes. But today yeah, the, the vibes, just, the vibes, they're, they're shifting. Yes. So we'll talk about that soon. But what I'd like to talk about today is, uh, not getting into anybody's business. Uh, but, um, I had an interesting conversation recently. Somebody from uh, a band's camp, everybody, that means somebody that works for a fucking band, uh, hit me and said, hey, would would Drug Church have any interest in playing with storied bands that Patrick respects? And my response was, yeah, definitely. Uh, however, and the however put me in a weird place uh, because this is a band that's more important than my band. And this is a band that uh, I think everybody should listen to, but I, I also I have very little ego about what I do in terms of my band's fortunes or lack thereof or anything. I I, I really just it's just a ride and it's fun and I make a tiny bit of money and I don't feel the need to feel superior to anybody. So it puts me in a weird position when. I have to be Mr. Realistic guy and say, yeah, I would love to, but is that really what's best for this band? Right. And what I meant by that was 
this band that is more important than mine. Uh, Certain people. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'd say more important than mine for sure. But, 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 uh, but in the present moment, yeah, we could talk about it, but, but here's my point. My point is, uh, when do when, for, for question a, let's start with this. When do legends need to do support tours? Five years before oh. this time. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, Tom, Tom knows who I'm talking about. No, no, but I think you have to kind of go like, like ease yourself into it. I feel like there's certain models that bands have followed now. There's like the incendiary model where you, you know, you play 25 shows a year. They're all murderers. They, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like they've established themselves as one of the biggest bands. Then there's the terror model. Mm-hmm. So they'll go out and support some stuff that like, like Vogel ain't putting it on his iPod. No, probably not. But he knows, they all know that like they do like a one for us, one for them kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect model. And that's why Terror in 2023 is just as popular as they've ever been because they do the, you know, I'm not going to diss any of the bands that they play with, but like bands that like they're not like hardcore bands per se. They make fancy themselves to be hardcore bands, but like, you know, terror smoking them every night but they're playing in front of a lot of people but then they can come back and do yeah i mean like right now they're out with hate breed that, that's the most ideal fucking tour they could be on. like hate breed vein tour and jesus Christ tour that's perfect but they'll come back and do like a hardcore tour like you know like combust will play with them or this band like they do like the right thing and i think that's kind of elongated their career because they've been able to sort of you know do the support bring like you can't if you like heavy music and you see a band like Terror, especially. You can't help but leave that place and be like, "I'm gonna, I want to see that again." Yeah. So, so let's let's, uh, uh, Bob. I'd like your perspective on this too. But let's quickly uh, uh, brass tacks why that might not be possible for for every act, right? And the 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 reason typically is not that anybody's greedy, not that anybody is uh, uh, you know shithead about this stuff. It's a lot of times bands of a certain age need to come home from tours with the type of money that headlining provides, the type of guarantees that headlining provides. Now, uh, well, here's here's what I want to say is, I before anybody listening to this uh, rushes to judgment, like about what a band does or what choices a band makes in their career, I want you to put yourselves in the in the shoes of somebody that's 40 plus has a mortgage uh has a child and uh has to come home with money and how it can be uh a real hurdle to the type of growth that a band can naturally do when every member is 25 and you can take the bullshit tours the bad offers that help grow your band and how it is very difficult it's not all ego is what I want to say. No, no, not at all. Um, and I, I almost, this is a weird thing. I say this because I've seen recent commentary about it. We need to step back and explain what you mean about the, like, what do you mean? Come home with no money. What do you mean? Sure. sure. Because I actually, I've seen younger, younger folks for sure. Um, recently comment, like, wait a second. When they see bands talk about going out, 
and getting paid a hundred dollars a night, like in the year of our Lord, 2023 here. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the audience asking, going, wait, what do you mean getting paid a hundred dollars? That doesn't, I can't pay. Can you even pay for gas with that? And look full, full stop. Kind of no. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, if you're lucky kind of yes, because maybe you sell enough merch that you offset it, but that means that there's no plus gain there in the merch. And so, so let me step this back. One of the things that makes hardcore hardcore and, and, you know, I don't want to say it's exclusive to hardcore. It's not last week or two weeks ago, whenever we had our, our buddy Dave come on, uh, he talked about touring his band, tear it up, uh, way back. Uh, he's currently in a band playing on a chain, uh, been on a bunch of stuff. His experience with hardcore was going on tours where they were a band who people knew. People knew who Tear It Up was. That was a band who did pretty well, especially in their their world, did really well. They they never and I can say I was friends with Dave. I said bye when he left for tour and saw him the day after he got home from tour. He would come home with less money than he had leaving. He would have, you know, the two months leading up to it, he'd save money so he could go on tour, pay his rent in advance. And have some money to buy food. They didn't do per diems. They didn't. They just didn't make money. And like, yeah, they were able to. To and that's not everybody's experience. That's not. But I, I think there's a lot of that. And the current, the current wave of stuff, maybe doesn't shine that. And it's it's interesting. I, I want to tell people, we're in a moment now, especially in the last two years, where bands have been able to start off and get a pretty meteoric rise to. Fiscal break even at worst. Tom, mm-hmm. if in year two of indecision, someone flew you guys across the country to play a show, and not only was your entire trip paid for, but you came home with a couple bucks in your pocket, how foreign would that be from your your lived experience? Oh, it would be completely alien. It took me to the second time around for that to be like. I mean, also full transparency in the '90s and early aughts, that wasn't really a thing. It wasn't at all. Like, no. you, you, like, you know, you, I mean, you know, you booked Sound of Jury. Bands dro- like figured out a route there, even if they didn't have, like, they'd have to do it in a week, maybe, but they'd get there. You weren't flying, ex- you know, 20 bands out from Boston. They were driving no. their asses out there. It wasn't until the late aughts where we were starting to figure out how to make certain bands getting to a certain level could be viable. Have Heart hit a certain point after their first LP where he said, you know what? We actually can fly you out here. And by the way, airfare costs help that. We can fly you out here. You can play three shows. And you can break even, make a little bit of money. Not like, look, I'm talking maybe hundreds, certainly not thousands of dollars. Right. It's a break even kind of. uh, But now it's not. Now Now it's not. Flown out. For one show. And it's like, you know. All the costs are covered, but then there's money on top of that, which is oh yeah, because that's what's available now. But that's not a thing that was ever an option. Right. Be like, so, yeah, no. So just to, to, to say exactly, thank you. That's that's the thing. It's so different. So I want people to understand, and it's not that that's the way it is for every band. There are bands going out right now today who play and and are not hitting enough to get by or maybe you're just hitting break even enough to go cool we went and did that and that's part of the mentality is like hey we wanted to go do this we went and did this patrick you have a lot of experience with this in your your years of banding 
of like, cool, we wanted to go do two weeks on the road with whoever, by ourselves, whatever, and came home and broke even. And did you see that as a failure or a success to come home break even? Wild success. However, uh, it, let's just be totally pedantic for a second and say that break even is not break even because uh, you're talking about the money. You're talking about the opportunity costs of not working during that time. So, uh, look, and that's the uh, thing. I think currently people are going. Wait a second. You're not that people weren't factoring that in. How stupid are you all? And it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and and everybody. As we're always quick to say, we don't feel we don't feel judged by by anybody. Uh, like I, I don't feel. I hope we do a good job of making it clear that we're not judged by someone else's interpretation of hardcore. You're welcome to operate your your life any way you want to. So if if to you uh, all this talk of money is somehow gauche or, or inappropriate, God bless. But but. Uh, you know, Black Flag were junior accountants. I can assure you of that. You, you know what I mean? It, it's uh, it, they have to been go home and get a job in between Black Flag doors. This has See? been a concern. Okay. It, it, well, this has been a concern of the the punkest of punk bands for a long time. Is how do I continue doing this thing I love doing? Uh, uh, it, it, we can bemoan. Uh, this capitalist project that is the United States, but it is what it is. You, you need capital. So, so uh, to continue doing what you're going to do, uh, you, you need to have some type of some uh, roadmap. You use black flag. That's a great example. Discord. One of the most fascinating things. I think it maybe is in the all ages book. I, maybe it's somewhere else too, but like, those dudes were tracking expenses on all those yeah. early releases and like tracking it down so they could show like, oh, hey, here's how much we sold. Here's how much we made. And they weren't doing it in some greed hungry way, but in a, hey, we need to manage this in some way for fairness, for to make sure that we're doing things the right way, make sure we're covering. Where is this money going? Where is it coming? So it's that's kind of we're doing a, a progressed version of that. Getting back to what I think is the more fun and interesting part, Patrick, that was just to place like, hey, what? How do the wheels keep moving? How do bands do things? And and, and I think let's get back to that. So, yeah, I uh, everybody the way that the way that it works. If if you're not familiar with the mechanics of being in a band, it's it's. it's Can you guys hear all the traffic way. craziness behind me or not? No, 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 no. Oh, good. Okay, great. Um. Gotham City is alive, it's, but you're, 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 Jesus, it's I'm, not interfering just, with anything. No. Um, so everybody, the way that it works is terror would be the best model in so many respects because uh, the idea is you do support tours so that people see you, and then you do headliners where hopefully your exposure, you, you being exposed to new people on those support tours brings people into your headliners. And that's, that's the way that being – a touring act works. And as we've discussed, not everybody is a touring act nor wants to be, and that's all fine. But the the, the way that being a touring act works for 99% of bands is uh, you are at first underpaid. Perhaps you're lucky enough to be paid what you're worth later to be a support act. Uh, well, you lose money on headliners for some time, most of us. And uh, for me, a long time. And then uh, eventually you... 
uh, benefit from all those support tours where you were eating shit. It's like an investment in the future. That's exactly right. And And sometimes you get to an age that you can't invest anymore. You need that. You you know, like you don't have funny money to play in like your Robinhood app anymore. That's got to go to like, you know, babysitters or your car payment or whatever. Orthodontist. Right. You need what you want, Uh, you know. And so, so that's, so that's really the thing everybody is um, some of these bands that are 40 plus 50 plus in some cases are still excellent live acts that people should be seeing on tours. Uh, And potentially life-changing live acts, right? Like it's like, it's really, really vital still feels really incredible to see. That's right. And uh, with all that in mind, my next question to you fellas would be in your opinion, can a younger act and we can exempt drug church from this because we're not exactly young, but what I mean is uh, a drain band. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Drain drain drains a great example. Can drain do anything for an older act? And we can, we can start with, do they have an obligation? Patrick says no. <laughs> Patrick wow. says no. But no, but, no obligation. Could they help? But, yes. Okay. Go but, expand on that. All right. I think you put any of these bands that we're thinking of, which I'm I'm imagining most people listening are figuring, you know, Pat, you look great. You don't have Pat doing I look all right? chin check. You look wonderful. You look I, very I feel like I got a double chin. I I, I don't I never realized how ugly I was until this moment. Go on. No, you're all right. You got a weird light thing. You're it's almost like uh off balanced a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like usually you have very good usually chin. you have really good lighting. You look fine, Patty. I like the beard. Thank too. you, Tom. Uh, I'll let you finish now. I apologize. Yeah. Go on. Good to see Pat doing this. Um, I think most of the bands that we're talking about or thinking about would crush in front of new crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, you 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 witness it yourself. You know, Drug Church, who's toured a ton with a ton of varied bands, you're playing in front of brand new people at the at, on that drain tour. Like that's a fact. Fresh out the box, brand new people. Mm-hmm. So I think Drain, a band like Drain, a band like you know whomever, you know, Knocked Loose or any of these bands, they could do, uh, they could be huge helps to these older bands. But like I said, obligation or not, whatever, it has to be a two way street. Mm. And my my thought, and like when we when we kind of discussed this with somebody, they were like, "Yeah, but what does that do for so and so?" And I go, "I mean, right. mean like, are, are you doing charity, or is yeah, it well, like, okay, are you hooking somebody so, up that still got you know got enough gas in the tank that they're adding another X amount of people that wouldn't have come otherwise?" So error brings people. So like yes. when the devil wears Prada, who never the fuck brings out terror. Terror is bringing their own club size worth of crowd already. So it's like they benefit the entire package. But there's yeah. other bands that it's like, you know, if you put them on with Drain, like, how does that help Drain at all? Or how does that help Knock Loose? Okay, they, like Knock Loose does a lot of stuff out of the goodness of their heart. We, or or like genuine interest in the band. Like, hey, this is what we like. Right, like right. I mean, we played their record. The decision got to play their record release show with like Judiciary and Mind Force and Karma. 
Did they fucking need us? They didn't need us. They didn't need any of us. But they particularly yeah. didn't need the fly decision to fucking Louisville. But they did because for what you know, if they liked the band or whatever, because we're friends. But like, you know, they did that kind of like they did it on the arm, you know, <laughs> like they did it like, yeah. a mitzvah for, for somebody else. But like in terms of like a touring business, like I don't know if like if they were like, we want an decision main support for two weeks in the Northeast, like that's not financially viable for them. It would then so, be doing like a cool thing, but it's like, doesn't help them. Okay. So, so, so let's very briefly just address some of the complications as you, as you mentioned, uh, a band that is a legacy act, however we want to use that language is you have to give them a, a certain amount of money. And the certain amount of money that you have to give them does not make financial sense for most for most club tours. Can I ask you a business question? You may related to that, like directly related to that. How much of that, like you have, is that how much of like giving them a certain amount of money is is you know financially because they need it, and how much of Mm -hmm. it is for um, appearances because you don't want to know. I got drug charged for 500 bucks and the guy's like, I would book it in for 5 million bucks. Uh, Don't you have to keep a certain kind of established, like low, like low watermarks that people don't try to to get us any lower than X. Yeah. uh, But, but people, people still try like um, drug church was offered a tour uh, that we just declined. That is with people we love. And and it and is a, a tour that we would do great on and would be such a blast. I don't want to say the money was an insult because I'm not trying to project that I was insulted by my friends. It, it, it was fine because at the end of the day, people put out a number, and it is incumbent upon you to make a decision for yourself. Accept and, it or not. And, and uh, I could. I went back and forth with my band. I could I could see the benefit of going out for these peanuts because this uh, an investment tour, tour. Yeah, I think the tour will do that well. And at the end of the day, we declined because uh, some of the guys in my band were uncomfortable with going that far backwards, even for friends. You know what I mean? Because it was a significant drop in 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 what our guarantee is, even as a support act, and. Uh, and that's a fine perspective too, but I will say that there are certain acts. Everybody has an act, and if your band can agree on it, what that act is, bands will take an absolute beating to play with their heroes. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, so, so that yeah, <laughs> Tom, Tom raises his hand. So that, that well, when uh, I asked for one hundred fifty dollars so we could play with Dead Guy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But I was like, yo, pay for half of Rachel's ticket and we'll play for free because we just want to play with dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so, in the running. We call that a value. We call that a value add right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh so that, that that's that's real. Yeah, that that but but yeah, what you say is mostly the case is that people have a baseline that they don't want to go under. Uh some people are kind of um anal retentive about it. Other people are much more open. Uh, but I, I, uh, regarding the, the sense of it, right. Like making sense. Uh, 
I don't I don't want to insult any band and I don't want to grab a band out of thin air but it, but if there's a legacy act that drug church could bring on tour I would not feel comfortable giving them less than less than x and I couldn't give them more than y and that number might not be right <laughs> you know what I mean? like for anybody involved <laughs> so so uh yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I think that we're we're talking about a couple of different things. Does the Legacy Act have the humility required to do a support tour uh, at this stage in their career? And, and oh, let's make that clear: it's not a support tour for for. Is hold on, is Tom talking? I cannot hear him. Oh, he's oh, okay. Tom is in a phone call. I believe he's uh, work related. Uh, so mm, keep going, Bob. It. it there's the humility uh, required to play under a band that is not Hatebreed. That is like, for example, most of us would play under Hatebreed, regardless of whatever level of success. Like uh, Knocked Loose right. uh, might play under Hatebreed, uh, and and they're doing better than them now, right? But right, there's, there's a, a certain... there's a different audience poll and the whole thing. Yeah, sure, and and, and also there's a there's just things that you admire and, and you're, and you're willing to do it. Uh, but some of these legacy acts, and I say this without judgment, would they have the humility to play under something that is not storied? It is not uh, a, a one for the ages yet. It's just hot right now. And, and I don't mean that to denigrate. If we're going to use drain as the ongoing example, I don't mean that to denigrate drain as just hot right now. They're going to be a, uh, concern for a very long time. But what I mean is that they're relatively new, particularly to these legacy acts who might look at drain and go, why am I playing under this? It makes no fucking sense now. So there's humility. And then there's the wherewithal to, to play under something that is popping right now. And most legacy acts, in my opinion, do not ha have that. But if they did, uh, how much could they realistically benefit bob i put this to you uh it's a really difficult question because if the legacy act and let me make sure i'm catching this the right way the legacy act is willing to the the new hot act is willing to open for the legacy act that's the question right now right or did yeah, I flip it, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what is the value? There is value, but it's, you have to be careful, right? Hmm. So let's let's talk about the silver lining, the 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 blue skies version of this. It is that you are getting a chance to play to hopefully an audience that will feel and see the excitement and energy around you. And say, hey, cool. And because this Legacy Act has had an established, built-out audience, both long-standing fans and younger. You know, like that's that is part of the Legacy Act conversation that doesn't get talked about. Is that some of these Legacy Acts, they get newer, they get young fans based on that long-standing relationship. They've been around in the you know quote-unquote marketplace. They've been around in the forum long enough that that's a name that's a go-to like, Oh, what should you check out? Like, Oh, you're going to have your music knocked loose is hotter than hate breed. But if somebody asks their uncle bill or their weird cousin, what should you check out? They might flip them hate breed first. 
you know, oh, you got to check out Hatebreed. Hatebreed might be on the algorithm first. They might be on that hot metal playlist, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to get new eyes. Your hope is that they're receptive, and that's kind of a case-by-case basis. That's the good side. You're, you don't have that pressure. There's also a good side that isn't a good side for the Legacy Act, which is that young hot band might get up there and smoke. You might cook oh. them. Okay, so but okay, so now we're looking at this from every angle, and we're get, we're That's starting right. to get confused. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to confuse it. So no, no, it was, it was my fault because I brought in uh, the the notion of knocked loose playing under Hatebreed. Now I want to offer the opposite, which is more what we're talking about: Hatebreed yes. playing under knocked loose. Now Hatebreed, we have to give them respect. That's right. Hatebreed, Hatebreed was the original terror in this in this way. Hatebreed was willing to take tours for my understanding is I wasn't, I'm not their accountant, but my understanding is for relatively low money to support outside of hardcore and to, to when, it, because Hatebreed became kind of uh, top of the pile. I don't want to say quick, but it, you know, after yep. satisfaction hit it, 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 uh, kind of dominated hardcore for a while. And yep. So at the top of the pile, they knew they had to go elsewhere to play shows in front of any new people because every hardcore kid had an opinion on Hatebreed by that time, right? Either you liked it, you didn't like it, whatever. So they would take, my understanding is, Jamie, if I'm wrong, you're welcome to call in. Uh, they would take low money to do those metal tours and boy, did it pay off. You know, boy, was the return on that investment present. So now... A lot of years have passed. Hatebreed, to my knowledge, I don't keep up with every aspect of their career, but to my knowledge, has been headlining for some time now. Mm -hmm. uh, would Hatebreed play under Knocked Loose 2023? That's a tough question. I think that I think they, they got would... there by being they got there by being smart. So, so are they? I think they'd. You know what they'd ask for? They ask for co-headline. They do ask for co-headline. They, ask for they co do ask. They ask for co-headline. And look, that's up to all those parties to talk about. And this is like businessy garbage. But it's can you say? Hatebreed playing under knocked loose elevates knocked loose. That's right. Hatebreed playing under knocked loose. And this is a bad, it's tough because Hatebreed's such a monolith. They're so damn big. But like the the question we have to ask, and I'll ask you, Patrick, are there people who listen to Knock Loose who don't know who Hatebreed is? Oh, yes. 100% okay. yes. So then that there's the answer. Yes, they should do it. You because know what? especially it's a younger audience. There you go. I, I like how you simplified that to the uh, razor-like edge that that matters, which is will new human beings who like you see you? which should be the bottom line. Unfortunately, because of material realities, like people having to pay their mortgages, et cetera, it, yep. it because everybody, this is the way it works. You don't pay your mortgage, you, your, your landlord uh, or your bank in this case, uh, <laughs> if you're blessed <laughs> enough to be, be a homeowner, right. uh, you, your bank doesn't say, Oh, you're, you're investing in yourself. Oh, feel free to, pay us when that investment comes in. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they, yeah. they don't, they don't say that they would like it monthly. 
So, That's right. so, so the, the, you, you can't, um, again, I don't begrudge the, the, the older acts for doing what they have to do to feed their families. I know I don't begrudge them. However, they've gotten used to that level. Yeah, right. right. And I am, while I don't begrudge them, I wish that I could get some of them that I really admire and think are great bands <laughs> to see it another way because, um, a lot respectfully um a lot of a lot of kids the only thing that they know about seven seconds i'm going to use seven seconds as an example because seven seconds has been around so long that i don't think anything i can say here is going to uh wound them uh the only thing that a lot of kids and when i say kids i mean 25 or under know about seven seconds is that they're 50 that's the only thing they know. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's nothing else that they, that if, if you ask them to hum something, they couldn't hum it. Uh, all they know is that's an older band, right? Right. Oh, I think my, I think my uncle listened to them and seven seconds would be an example of a band that uh, whether my bandmates know it or not has influenced drug church. So could I do anything in principle in hypothetical or in, can I do anything hypothetically for a band that I really admire and think is still great? And <clears throat> could I do anything for them? Uh, that would be a great tour. So mm. here's a the seven thing. seconds drug church tour would be fucking awesome. I, so I agree, but where is, I agree, but, 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 if I had to talk to booking agents about this and, and, and plead my case, could I do it? Do, do you know what I mean? Now, granted everybody at the end of the day, we'll, uh, perhaps in a Patreon, we will talk about the goddamn propaganda tweet, but uh, it, it, for today, we're, we're going to keep it to the reality that uh, my booking agent is an employee of mine and I, I can override that person at any at any point, but they also <laughs> I mean, now they can, they're an employee that tells you what to do. Yeah. That well, they, it's exactly it's right. It's like dealing with a fucking, it's like dealing with a fucking contractor where I can say, here's what I want. And they'll go, Oh buddy, you don't want that buddy. Come on. You know what I mean? So <laughs> an extra 50 uh, bucks to get you to huff. Right. So, so, so there's a give and take there, but um, I guess what I'm saying is uh, right now there's bands like scowl, right? Scowl has a lot of energy around them. Drain a lot of energy. These are this is a beautiful moment for some of these bands. It makes me fucking emotional to see. Military guy. Could these bands put on something that could could they put on something that that kids need to see? Uh, could they? Yes. Would it? You think yes? Would it brick Bob? Point counterpoint. What's that? Sorry. Would it brick? The seven uh, second structure, sure. No, no, yeah, like if oh, Scowl or any of the new oh, Scowl, like, I'm sorry, bands put on an OG band. I think it would it think, brick? Like, you know what? If Scowl, and we're not talking about this band particularly, but if Scowl brought out Madball, right? Okay, there that's is no uh, yeah, one let, let's in just, the uh, crowd that likes Scowl that's going to see Madball and be like, eh, right? Madball is a fucking steamroller. 
And they like whoever you put them in front of, they play shows at Rancid and it's a bunch of punk kids. They played with the fucking business. They played with fucking metal bands. Yep. There's no one like will go see Madball. Even if it's the first time, there's no one that would mm-hmm. go see a sick of it all. There's no one that would go see seven seconds, dude. Them and Bouncing Souls, they were fucking incredible. I have no doubt. Have it sounded no better than he's ever said. Like it was no awesome. Doubt. But I think if you put those bands in front of younger kids, those younger kids could not help but be like, what the fuck? So Freddie's still great. Kevin's still great. Lou is still great. Like there's like, and there's that interaction. Like I won't, I mean, I wonder almost to an extent, and maybe this is my oldness showing that it's the younger bands are like maybe setting themselves up for getting fucking smoked because you know, the eight, 600 kids might be there for them. But like, you ain't playing after like Madball and like leaving on skate, man. Like I don't give a shit who you are. Well, because they're. I mean, Freddie is such a fucking professional. That dude can like have forty thousand people moshing. I, playing. I get it, but 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 this is why I think Drain and Scowl are the bands t- to maybe use as hypotheticals here because they, they have okay. that vibe. They, they they have a lot of energy around them. And, and well, not even that, but Sammy can get the whole crowd in the palm of his hand. Yeah, well, that's a fact. That's, that's a, a different fact. thing. Like I feel like there's energy meaning like everyone's really stoked and everybody loves the band. But I think like like um like cat like and 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 Sammy and bands like those like all the folks in those bands, it's like they they own the crowd. Yeah, that's a fact. Which it, which it, is what Madball does and what Sick of It All does. Not all big bands can own a crowd. Uh no no. You know what I mean? They they <laughs> have it by, true. by just by, you know process because the, the songs are good but like you know I, I was like sammy is like the best wedding dj ever ever yeah it's a because he gets like every like even if you go there being like i'm gonna hang out in the back yeah you ain't hanging out in the back sammy's gonna like no, get he, you involved and that's amazing because i feel like you have there's like only certain people have that vibe that is like both welcoming and kind of like aggressive Yep, mm-hmm. and he yep. does it better than nine. Because either it's like move up, you wimps, or <laughs> you know, or like people just don't pay attention at all and just do what they do. And then if you like it, you like it. If you don't, who gives a shit? But right. he's kind of like endearing enough that you're like, you know what? Maybe I will stay time. You do that too, Pat. I hate. I know you hate to talk about yourself, but like, I feel like you do it enough that people are like, all right, I'll take my first stage dive in my life because this guy's. Yeah, I, I've been shocked at how people are not that annoyed. At me, at me doing that, but uh, so, so, but you nailed it. We are taking nothing away from Madball when we say that Drain in 2023 wouldn't need to be uh, concerned in the way that some bands would. Uh, so, so uh, I, I let, let's just let's get back to the idea though. Uh, could these bands do anything for them for, for the legacy acts? Uh, should they? Um, and then the third question is, uh, are the legacy, do the legacy acts have the wherewithal just to see that benefit, uh, slash the humility to accept the lower paycheck? There's a lot of questions. Number three is, is the biggest bogey. You don't really know for some, for some, for some, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go one, one, uh, could they does it do something for the legacy apps absolutely 
I'm in a little bit of a different place. I think there's certain spots you got to think about. For example, <clears throat> do I think seven seconds could go on a knocked loose tour and do really well? Yes, I do. Mm. Do I think Madball would do better? Uh, yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yes. Right. Would do I think playing a heavier set do with murder on? If seven seconds opened for drug church on a tour, which sounds insane to say aloud, yeah, they do well. They they would do well. They would do well. Do I think that uh, you would like a heavier band do really well? You know, and I, I'm trying to think of a good example because Madball isn't so heavy that I think it would alienate a drug church audience. It's sick at all. Same deal. Not not too you know sick of it all is a nice fit. But well, well, I'll I'll give you a real life one. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give you a real life. Uh, uh, all else failed. Uh, right. I'm in a mutual appreciation society with all else failed. Yes. Right. Uh, they like what drug church does. I love what they do. I, yes. uh, we have had backstage conversations about how, how to figure out playing together in some capacity. I, yes. uh, all else failed. Now to our listeners who are just passingly familiar, uh, because they're not like an affiliated band uh, playing um, kind of heavy hardcore, maybe people don't think they're scary. They are, as a live act, about as scary as it gets. They, they, they are a fierce live act that that may scare <laughs> a, a drug church <laughs> fan. I, I don't know. But you know but, what, though? All of the shows that we went to as kids were the scary ones. And yeah, that's what the, kept us there. If it was, if everything was like copacetic, like I don't know if I would have stayed. But the no, fact it's like a roller coaster that like I could get beat up by this person. Yeah, I I, Tom, I I I, I don't know if I'm different. not. I don't know if I'm not giving kids enough credit. I don't know, right? Because because I can't put myself in the head of a 20 year old in 2023. So I do not know if, in my view, them them being a a little. Um, more resistant to the the type of violence that maybe we saw uh, more often. I I don't know if that's in my head or if that's real. I think it might I, be I, I can't because tell. Bulldoze is legitimately one of the most popular bands today, and they're one of the most violent bands in the history of hardcore. <laughs> like their crowd reaction, stuff like that. And everybody in 2023 for Halloween, they go to those places that they get like waterboarded for fun. So like, I feel like we're not giving enough. People are very resilient. I'm now I'm now uh, very out of touch. People are getting waterboarded for fun. Have you? Well, not fun. You've never seen those like there was a documentary on Netflix about them, but like it's like these like ha- they're called like haunts or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, you used to be like I'm walking through a haunted house and like some guy like wrapped in toilet paper is going to come out and like make believe he's like a mummy. Yeah. No, now it's like you walk in and it's like psychological torture. <laughs> that there's like flashing okay, lights. You're getting interrogated. They're like making you eat <laughs> stuff that you shouldn't like. You know, like. It's kind yeah, of it's uh yeah it's, like, it's legit torture. October Guantanamo. Guy. Here we go. Yeah, wow. that's really there was so in this documentary, there's this one guy that does it who's like he gives you like a weird vibe. He's a wedding singer on in like for the rest of the year, and he puts together like this, like the most fucked up point. Like you have to sign like waivers, like people have like been like hospitalized from it. And the only thing it's free, but you have to donate cans of dog food because he runs a dalmatian rescue and you know what ultimate respect to this fella i mean you uh, meet you see him on the thing you're like this dude's gross like he but it's like they they like 
they they waterboard you. They put they like lock you in a in a in um a coffin. Mm, this. <laughs> yeah, like you can't like you can't you can't quit. It's so fucking right. terrible. So I think people are more resilient than you give them credit for. That's what. That's well. Really- I, I mean, look, like, um, uh, I I I think we've. I I don't think we're making any uh, outside the box predictions by saying that uh, Pain of Truth could potentially be one of the biggest bands in the next few years. That's a scary. That's a scary element. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's there's sure. people getting there. There's uh, you're in some degree of of uh, of peril at those shows. So. <clears throat> Maybe yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, maybe maybe you're absolutely right. Maybe maybe I mean, that's they're one of the biggest are. bands now. Yeah, full yeah. stop. I was going to say full stop. Like, not even a couple years. Like right now, they're the probably the biggest, like straight up hardcore band. That could be. Uh, but so, so what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, perhaps not out on that record, by the way. Truth uh, came out uh, last yeah. Friday. Salute on the new record, but yeah, uh, it, it, do. So maybe I'm completely mistaken. Maybe people uh, are kind of... Uh, You're trying to save kids the- from themselves, and they don't need your help, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I'm not afraid. No, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's a good point. Um, I will say I I would be selective about what legacy acts you bring out and how hard they bring it in, in what way a little bit, just in terms of style fit. It doesn't have to be exact because you want... You want you want there to be some some cohesiveness, and that doesn't mean bringing out yeah exactly. It doesn't mean bringing yeah. out a band that sounds just like your band, or it's like oh we're a softer band, so we have to bring out a softer band. No no right, no, we're right after, seaweed. Oh cool, right? That's right, that's right. Um, that said, should they? Should they? Is should is a yo? Uh, should is a fucking tough question. Do this is the part where I think we are getting disconnect. Is that I think for many bands, I think if you're a band who's 30 or younger you might have less connection to some of these acts than we at 35 plus would assume and it's like you know i i reached out to 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 a friend of this podcast who is uh in my age range and doing well with his band and i ran this by him i said hey this this band may or may want may or may not want to do shows with drug church. What do you think? And, and I wanted the, I did not get the response I wanted because I, I, I'm not pushing. So, so, so I don't like to, I can only lead a horse to water. Uh, And I wanted him to say, yo, let's make it the project because kids need to love this band. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like let, let, let's, let's make it an undertaking that both our bands try to do something for this band, which by the way, this band is not a charity case by any measure. I'm just suggesting that picking up new fans is lit. That's all I'm saying here. Yeah. Uh, so I said, I said, or I was hoping that he would say that. And his response w- was, do they have the wherewithal self-awareness and humility to play underneath either of us. <laughs> and, and well, that's why that connection of two to three is tough because it's one thing if said legacy band or older band or established band, really, because it could be, you know, any of the above shows a desire or an interest in it. You guys know how that feels. It feels totally different when some somebody wants to play with your band. I, I don't know that it means everything to everyone. 
I think that means a lot to people who care and you care about your band. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a mutual reciprocal appreciation. That reciprocity means a lot. Okay. And it's different than the act going, uh, yeah, they'd um they they could do these dates. Right. Uh you yeah. know, they got a they got a spot to yeah. fill, right? Whereas yeah. whereas if there is that kind of like, hey, we see you, what you're doing is awesome. And I mean, look, all credit to Terror because Tom, you you illustrated it perfectly at the top of the episode, but like they have done a great job of appreciating bands young and old. Whether you're Jimmy Terror or not, like it's clear they care about hardcore and have cared about hardcore and this music world at large from day one and have shown a real openness to who they play with and have shown yeah. appreciation to bands young and old. And that's really cool. Bands that people would have frowned upon that they kind yeah. of like opened up that world that's like, like Terror's going on tour with like a Muir. Or whatever I was, I was going to say, like, 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 Terror doesn't get flowers for potentially bringing in definitely hardcore. Oh, of course. And and look, you might feel, and I know I do. I feel a way when I see kids talking about deathcore music that doesn't hit me, doesn't connect to me at all, or then bridging into these, like, yeah, but what about these new metal bands? I'm like, holy shit, you you like bad music, but like, <laughs> yo, I don't. They got into what when their entry to point to hardcore is just different than mine. And if it weren't for all those people, I don't know, uh, hardcore would probably just be a fucking cosplay of like uh, Civil War reenactment, right? Yeah. Like, what are we okay, doing? Right. So yes. shout out to those yes. bridges. And it's funny talking, thinking about it too. Sorry, Patty. Um, no, please. You know, like how when you see like these major U.S. like world like full U.S. tours, they do like regional stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where the getting the the legacy band on there benefits the the legacy band and the headliner. But those are the only places where the legacy band can still make money. So it's like a fucking double edged sword. So I like, you know, drug charges coming through and like like Pat would give his fucking left ankle to have like. We're doing a weekend in the Midwest with fucking John Brandon and whether it be fucking laughing hyenas, whether it's fucking negative fruit, it would make sense. But like that's their spot. Like if you were like, hey, sick of it all, let's do a fucking north northeast weekend. Yeah. I, I, but I like, but I couldn't is, suggest that because they need to do New York, New Jersey, like as as part of what they do. Right. You like it's seven seconds to do the Cali and Reno or whatever, or like or whatever. Right. Yeah. Now sacked all but, the way down. It's the same thing. They're like, that's our spot. So Tom, you, you absolutely nailed it. Uh, when I brought the, when I brought this to my band, uh, and said, listen, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I didn't poo poo it, but I, I asked questions that may have poo pooed it. Uh, it, it, how, how would you feel about playing with this band? I don't know if we could make the money work. I don't know, blah, 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 but what's your impression? And, and is your friend's band tour? What's that? Is this your friend's band thing that you're talking about? Or is this another different? This is me legacy? going to drug church and saying legacy act who um, uh, somebody associated with them. Oh, the one we talked about. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, my bandmates all said, uh, sounds awesome. Eight days. Right. And, right. and and so Tom, you you nailed it because asking those asking a band of that stature or or whatever that position in life 
to do 30 days of support, uh, they should, for good reason, be intimidated by that because that is right. Who knows what money they come home with? They have a certain bottom line that they have to hit to like. That's right. So their kids don't, you know, like. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but eight days, if they are in a now, here's the problem with the older acts. The older acts don't have album cycles. Uh, the the older acts, uh, because they need to always be making something. They seemingly their off cycle touring seems to be the most chaotic and stupid <laughs> way of yeah. doing anything. Sure. You know what I mean? Because they always it, have it, to be doing something. And uh, I, because uh, look, everybody, again, if you are a career musician and if you don't like that from hardcore, then okay, fine, just click off. But uh, if you are a career musician, uh, it can be really hard to uh, you, you have very few other skills and most professions do not want you there on a very part-time basis. Right. So you, you are in some ways, music is your career in the same goddamn way that driving a truck is a trucker's career. Right? Life's not easy. You, you got to do the thing when you're bad at everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. So, uh, I mean, fuck I, you. I, uh, I, 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 can, can I offer also that to really make this work, there would have to be, uh, uh Bob, I think you, you, you were hinting at this. There has to be a, um, it can't be a dispassionate thing. It has to be a ultimate sell through from support, uh, from opening act to, uh, uh, headliner. And what I mean by that is, uh, everybody i'll i'll ruin this it was it was not seven seconds so i'm going to comfortably use seven seconds i'm going to continue to use that right, as an example sure, sure. um shut up seven seconds they're gonna make so that happen pat's uh, da- down with the sterns the byo i feel like we're gonna bring this into the ether and there's gonna be like a west coast run or something seven well, seconds church well, well drug happen. church is uh right now sorry to make this the drug church podcast everybody but the, but drug church is now because this is how fucking weird life is you have to plan a year out. We're planning our September tour for 2024. New now. record. Yeah. New record. So, so, wow. um, so, 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 so I, so I, it's crazy how far in advance bands are, are booking things right now. It's, uh, I, I've had booking agents tell me, yeah, it's fucking weird out here. Um, well, I mean, I just got like, I don't know if you guys remember that band Keen. Sure. Yeah, sure. Remember like, um, they why does they it always rain on me piano what yeah what do you say oh, good job Patrick. that's not that that's travis oh travis fuck there's a ton of like post radiohead so the Coldplay, yeah. travis keen just been keen i really liked i just got an email from them it's like oh they're playing radio city september 24th and i was like oh shit 2024 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like it's not it's not even like it's a year plus away <laughs> Yeah, to, to to get some of these venues that we want, uh, which by the way, I had the conversation where uh, it looks like we're going to be doing multiple days at small venues to avoid barriers. But Ooh. the the uh, one but, load in, one uh, load out. Uh, yeah. So, but so uh, anxious is going to be too big a band for this. So this is additional hypo- hypotheticals. But just deal with the hypothetical for a second. Anxious seven seconds drug church. Uh, 
Amazing. And and regional support. And Grady from Anxious comes out and and does a song with seven seconds. Yeah, and of course. Patrick, he does trust. And, pa- and mm-hmm. does trust. And Patrick stage dives mm-hmm. before his for all of seven seconds before before the drug church set. You roll off and, the crowd and grab the mic to start drug church's set. That's right. Right. And here's my point. Again, not that seven seconds needs anything from me. I just want to make that really clear. None of these bands need anything from me. But in terms of selling the idea, uh, I Everyone's think that that's in. what it. Re- I think that's what it requires. I think it requires kids making like a twenty-two-year-old making the visual connection that the bands that I like of the current moment that I am familiar with and really care about, they really fuck with this band they like <laughs> yes that's right well i mean yo I, I a friend of the podcast friend of mine was like wait a second you two three years ago was like wait a second listen i was like wait a second you mean to tell me there's bands who go on tour together who who just got put together they don't <laughs> know each other or like and that's some like real pulling the curtain back that's not always and to sure. make something like we're talking about where you have this kind of integration, it's the same thing. Honestly, we're talking about integration of a older or established band and current hot bands, bands who are on the ascendance. It's the same conversation with a mixed bill. Yo, if you do a mixed bill tour where the bands fuck with each other, it works. Yep. If you oh, do a yeah, mixed it goes band, so much further if than... you do a mixed yeah. bill tour where the bands sound different and don't particularly fuck with each other... It sucks and you feel it. You can yep. feel the energy from band to band as they play. I'm telling you, everybody can feel it. You, you, everybody who's listening is nodding their head agreeing because you're like, yeah, I've been to that show where it was a ska band and then a metalcore band and then a fast hardcore band. And the bands were all kind of like, hey, this is weird, but uh, all right, yep. let's go. You know, and, and that doesn't flow. Whereas if you see the bands come together and I mean, you know, uh, the guest spot vocal thing. It's cool or it's forced. And when it's cool, you feel it, you know, and it's when it's cool, you go, oh, this is somebody who likes this, who's excited to be up there. And that matters. So it makes shit move. So so that's kind of I think the point of this, you know, we we, you you asked a question to just get get started. It's like, should should bands do it? Uh, Could they do it? Yes, absolutely. Should they do it? Yeah. If they're feeling it and see the reason and are the legacy bands willing to maybe, you know, say, hey, we will be direct support? Yeah, if they're feeling it and they should understand all those, those, uh, that Venn diagram of those things all intersection, that middle point is magic and that will lead to better things for all your bands. Look, there's been bands we've written off as being like, eh, maybe it's over. Then we see them do the things and go, wait a second, you know what? Yeah, we like our newest record. We like the last two albums a lot. People aren't feeling them so much, but that's okay. Let's mix in more of the old songs. All of a sudden, the set pops, and all of a sudden, the band's got a new energy. And then the new record pops, and that stuff matters. And just those little tweaks and the little things where it's like, look, we're not not talking about subjugating or subrogating your artistic integrity. We're talking about having a good time and doing a cool live set and, and doing those things. That's the betterment of the entire product, quote unquote product of a live show, a touring package. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 Pat, let me ask you a question, please. You know me pretty well. I do. 
so am I the outlier as an old man band to not be offended by not headlining? Yes. I will be main support for the rest of my entire life and be totally chill with that. Like to well, have less money just to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you a broad compliment and say that you, I feel uh, like that's going to hurt a little bit when you say that. Yeah. You have the, the exact right amount of hubris where you recognize uh, your worth. Uh, you re- you are able to say that your band is good, but you also do not. I learned that from you. T- it, it, but you, you don't take it as a given that that everybody on earth cares. You know, you know I'm what not, I mean? You, 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 and uh, I think that I think that, look respectfully i'm talking about we're having two different conversations now because i think you are mostly talking about kind of bands in that um reunion space and the reunion space i think is really unhealthy for a lot of bands mental understanding of themselves <laughs> you know what i mean like well, I, I, mean, I, I think, think at this that, point we're not a reunion band anymore we played our first show back no, you're not, you are not a reunion band, band. but but, but what i'm saying is you, you are not a reunion band but what i'm saying is uh well, you correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have seen outburst in in the recent memory. Is that right? Well, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, outburst, so far as I know, does not come with the type of uh, it's headline or nothing peons sort of shit. I mean, right? They played back to school jam with, and they went on before indecision and a bunch of bands. It's just they, in the mix. They played before pain of truth. That's sick of all show. Yeah. So. To me, like they're legit. That's, they know, like they just want to play. That that's a very healthy Amen. Uh, a- attitude to have as a band that was never big has a renaissance where where there are young people who care, which is amazing. And they're one of those main <laughs> bands of young kids that give a shit about an old NYHA. Right, right, and and if and if they can play in front of those kids that's the win you know what i mean like that's the victory you don't gotta be the cock of the walk every fucking time so uh that that's I think killing time does that too killing time has done that for a while uh, i i uh i, I, I you could tell me was that was it always like that or did did uh respectfully to them did, did their did they start to manage expectations after a time i think they started to manage that like I mean, I saw them, and Bob was at the show. We talked about those. It's literally one of the best shows I've ever seen. They played mm-hmm. after Underdog at CBGB's. Mm. Yeah. And, like, Killing Time, literally my favorite hardcore band. Underdog was the perfect hardcore band that day. It was just, it was one of those things. I don't think, I mean, magic. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, a, I've seen a, any number of magic sets at, at CBGB's, and it was just, it was just Underdog's set that day, and it was like, whoa. Perfect combination, and not and right. and yo know, shout shout out to Killing Time. I think they were still good. They were oh, still, really still there was a lot really of people good. there, but people left. But now yeah. I think mm-hmm. you know, like they'll go open for Bane. I mean, they're playing they're playing fucking Terminal Five, opening for Suicidal. Yeah, yeah. How right. cool is that? Fucking. Cool. They end it Killing Time H two O Suicidal. It's like, and they realize it doesn't have to be a Killing Time show for them to have a fucking great time. End it Killing Time H two O Suicidal. Sounds like an awesome time for all bands. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Suicidal. They're doing a ton of stuff with with either they're playing with Judge and End It in a lot of places. I'm like, that's cool. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. They don't have I, to do that. 
I just think, I mean, look, this is this is a conversation that I, we I want to have soon. Is the the importance of reissues, and we've talked about it a little bit, but there's some coming out. Uh, Killing time being one of them. Madball set it off, just getting a, a vinyl reissue via Triple B. Um, you know that helps push interest in these straight up classics, and we talk about it. Trust did a great job with some of these Seven Seconds records. Oh, good. And we, we it's not just now. It's not just the current tense. There was a resurgence of interest in Revelation hardcore when Rev reissued all the Youth of Today records. You know what I mean? Like that right. stuff. It isn't a coincidence. Um, yeah. And so you know, I, I want to connect these things, but like, look, motion activity begets people looking, right? You know, like if if the bird sits still in the tree, okay, maybe someone sees it. The bird is flapping its wings, is posh, is preening in the tree. More people are going to see it. That's yeah. the same thing as these bands going, yo, you know what? We do want to, we do want to up our visibility. We do want to see activity. And in the way right now, the last five to 10 years has become uh, attention is a commodity, is a part of this cultural currency. Going out and touring with a younger band, taking a hit for a couple hundred bucks a night. Uh, your return on that as an investment is huge. So this is just one of those reciprocal things. And and I do see, I think a younger band can totally see uh, uh, some return on that for bringing out an older band. You're going to get people who go, wait a second, who's this band playing over my favorite band? That's, yep. there's there's a lot of that. And we, we saw that with Terror a thousand times, whatever. It's, it, it's it, 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 look, Everybody, this is the nature of sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. It's a karmic wheel. It's not a matter of, uh, it's not a value judgment. You know what I mean? Like people have, there's hype, there's moments, and you, you can't be mad at these things. It's pointless. You know what I mean? So, so uh, you got to be happy for other people. And if somebody is playing above your favorite hardcore band, God bless them. It's it, it, Maybe next time it'll be the other way around. Uh, you just hope that everybody has a good set. Go show, show up early and enjoy the opener as well. Um, <clears throat> gentlemen, I apologize. It's, uh, it's past 11 here. So I, I, uh, out of respect for sleeping family members, I, I got to wrap it. Um, do, do we have any final words? RIP rabies. Oh yeah. It's a fact. <laughs>